Family from the Heart, episode number 38. Everybody and welcome back to another episode of Family from the Heart. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. <laughs> and I'm totally responsible for the cheesy Christmas music at front, which I was just informed yesterday was cheesy, by the way. That's because I love you enough to not tell you how cheesy it is. Oh, that's very nice. Thank you. Well, it was it was either that or this. That's what child is this. Yeah, and I, I really like this song. Well, I gave you the option of both, and I know. And you said, you know, well, just choose one because they're both cheesy. Well, I don't think you actually said it. I but. didn't say that. I so said just choose one. All right. But the full time album will probably open with this song on Friday. This song? Mm-hmm. See. And DG said this one was cheesy too. I was like, well, DG's just, cheesy. That's what I'm saying, DG. <laughs> if you're listening, you're cheesy, my friend. No, I'm just kidding. So anyway, Stephanie, it is the time of year <laughs> when we will bring our wonderful Christmas cheer. And Chef to... Mark says everything you do is cheesy, Cliff. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Yes. Anyway, so this is the time when we spread the Ravenscraft Christmas cheer. <laughs> Blah, <humbug. laughs> no doubt. Now, I'm I'm really enjoying this Christmas. I'm sure. I am you know, too. People, I've. I, I say this, I have so many podcasts that I do now that, you know, they're just all exactly the same. Really, you could just listen to me once and, and know it all. But, um, everything. I probably shouldn't say that, huh? So, yes, yeah, yeah, Stephanie. <laughs> no, guys, if you miss one episode of any podcast, I might tell it a different way. Yes. It's the same story. Different inflection of the voice makes the whole thing worth listening to. But I am really enjoying this <laughs> Christmas season. This has been um, one of the most relaxed, not one of, it has been the most relaxing December we've ever had. I think we're going into the Christmas we're going into the holiday with um, with a different perspective and a lot less stress than what we normally do. It, you know, and, and it's really weird because, you know, we talked about our finances and, and stuff like that. And I guess it was two uh, two weeks ago. And this this is one of those years that has been, you know, the this least whole amount year of, has been great. Yeah. Well, that's really what I'm has. saying. Yeah. But but it, what I'm saying is that it's been great in spite of the you know the yeah. the finances that we used to Here's make a, I mean, a big deal about it is it's been not in spite of I think because of That's, well okay yeah. I think that it has really because finances are a lot tighter than what um, we're used than to. what we're normally used to that that we're coming about it in a completely different way. Mm-hmm. You know, we're looking at it completely differently than than we have in the past, and from the very beginning, I mean, pretty much back in. September, we were like, look, people, you know, Christmas, we're not, we're not doing presents. You know, we'd love to spend time with our family, but, you know, presents is just, um, you know, not going to happen. And, and so it really has taken on a completely different meaning, which 
is the meaning that it's supposed to have in the first place. Exactly. Exactly. Getting back to the basics. Getting back to the basics. So, so Stephanie, we want to uh, start this episode off by giving a little bit of a warning and disclaimer. Yeah. That if you happen to be listening to this podcast, whether it be live as we are streaming in front of an internet mm-hmm. audience, or if you happen to be listening to this time delayed in some kind of podcasting fashion, uh, whatever it is, and you happen to have young ears... Uh, the, you know, those little people that walk those around little people called right. children that believe in Santa Claus and then all those great, wonderful holiday traditions. Uh, we would in strong. I mean, and, and actually, I'm strongly encouraging you. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not even encouraging you. I'm just telling you yeah. to, to turn, turn it off, off and, and listen to us later yeah. or put your earbuds in and do the dishes. You exactly. Know? Um, exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. Don't strongly encourage. Just say yeah. that 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 is what. If you have children around that now, now we have shared this this multiple times. We have well, the thing is, we've shared how we approach Christmas and Santa Claus and everything like that in our home team Bible study groups or cell groups or <laughs> whatever they've been called right. over the years with the various different places we've been. But uh, we, we've shared this every Christmas in in our groups. But I don't know. Have we ever made a point to really we sit did. down in mm-hmm. in in the podcast we did it's probably in my crazy life yeah, yeah. probably uh, and of course there are probably many people who are listening to this that are brand new uh, meaning meaning that they've picked up and started listening to us within the last couple months or even you know within the last year and haven't heard those my crazy life episodes so what we're going to share with you today is how we approach christmas and the idea of santa claus and and maybe why and and I think that we do it for different reasons. Although we have come together and we are united on on the idea, I think that for each of us it, it came about for different reasons. Exactly. So anyway. Okay. And and so we're going to tell you about that. Uh, but before we do, I just want to say, uh, and, and I've said this to everybody I've ever told this story to, uh, we are going to share with you how we approach talking to our children about Santa Claus. Uh, and we want to suggest to you that this is not one of those things that we believe that if you don't do what we do, we think you're doing something wrong and that no. you're totally going to screw your kids up for the rest of their lives. You know? <laughs> I like how you throw that in there. Yeah. Because there are plenty of things that we do that I'm sure are going to totally screw up our yeah, kids for so, the rest of their so lives. So join us, will yeah. you, in saving money, not just for college, but also for counseling later in life. <laughs> Megan and I had a talk this morning. This has nothing to do with Christmas or screwing up their life. But but it does have to do with money. Megan and I talked this morning about her her definite need for braces in the future and just leading into counseling because she was telling me that a boy in her class already has braces. And I said, yeah, you won't be getting braces. You know, I said, if you... um, decide to get braces then it will be when you're like 17 or 18 now at those ages mommy and daddy will still pay for them right you know because you're still our responsibility but um but it will be when you're much older and your mouth is developed and you know because if not she'll just need end up needing to have them twice okay because her her jaw will grow and not that i can imagine (laughs) anyway um and so she was like, yeah, 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 yeah. And just, I guess that could ruin her teenage life. Oh, okay. Yeah. No girl wants to have braces at their prom, but. I gotcha. 
But we would have saved for counseling, so we'll be okay. So uh, I'm okay. Good. I, I'm sitting here. Th- <laughs> I, I, if if it sounded like I was uh, at a loss for words, I was actually just trying to think in my mind. I was. How can I connect in, that into what we were discussing? Why don't you let me handle that? I did let you handle that. Mm-hmm. Did you not hear me be silent? I did. I also how often saw you that, staring off into space. Well, how often does that happen? Not it's often. not very often. I mean, I, no. I even, I think if I'm not mistaken, there was like 1.35 seconds worth of dead air that I, I allowed to, to fill this podcast. Oh my goodness. Okay. I may go back and edit that out, but. Go with it. Just go with it. So anyway, where did you want to go from? Well, let's go from here. Let's talk about the fact that um, we'll just lay it on the line. One of the things that we have always done, we've we've done this ever since Megan was a child mm-hmm. and could She's even. Remo- a child. Well, ever since she was a small child where she could even remotely comprehend Christmas, Santa Claus and, right. and everything else. And the first thing that I'll tell you is that we have never told our children that there is a Santa Claus ever. No. And uh, we've never went and told our children, you know, specifically gone out of our way to say that there is no Santa. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've always waited until they asked. And so here is basically how it usually goes down. Of course, usually, I mean, there's only been three times, right? So, uh, but basically how it works out is they, they hear about this guy named Santa Claus somewhere and they come home and say, you know, is Santa Claus real? Mm-hmm. And when that question is asked, my opinion, and, and and this is where I come down on this story, is, uh, well, she has just, asked, you know, Megan asked me a question. And my desire is always to tell the truth to my children and, and not to fabricate things. Now, um, you know, if there's, you know, joking around or something like that involved, you know, a little white lie here or there or something like that. Right. That's not what I'm talking about. But this is this is a pretty big thing. You know, this is an ongoing, you know, effort made by many parents to continually suggest to their children that there is a Santa Claus and that if you're not good or if you're naughty, he's going to check his list. And if you don't get in bed or if you get out of bed and, and I mean, some go through the, the habit of, we uh, went through the bribing and the threatening and all that things when I was a kid. Yeah, exactly. So my poor brother, I don't know how he ever got gifts. <laughs> Seriously. My mom told him all the time. If, if you do this, Santa Claus isn't, if you do this, Santa Claus, I'm like, seriously. And the kid's still getting stuff. Um, they're going to catch on. Right. Right. So the, the deal is, is that, um, we basically were, I was faced with the, um, the question is, okay, Megan wants to know, is there a Santa Claus? And I just made it a point that, that telling my, children untruths on purpose is just not something that I ever want to be in the habit of doing it. And, and I, I really very much pride myself on when I tell my daughter or my son something and they say, or my, exactly my daughters or my son, something when they say, and I say to my daughter and my son, because they're the two that ask this question Mm -hmm. a lot. It's like, I I say, Megan, you know, if you do this, this is going to happen or so-and-so said this. It's like, no, they didn't. And I always say, when was the last time you caught your dad lying to you? You know, and mm-hmm. and I feel like if I would have gone back, you know, eight, seven years ago when Megan first <laughs> asked me, is Santa Claus real? Or, you know, right. six years ago, whenever that was, uh, I, I, well, there was the Santa Claus thing, Dad. Remember? Right. You right. And so, she would. She, she she's would. that type of child. Right. And so for me, I just, when she asked me that question, I said, Megan, 
let me sit down and tell you. And of course, she didn't understand that word no. I was saying. <laughs> the short answer to your question is no, there is no Santa Claus. Right. That's, However, I'm sorry. I was what? just thinking that that's like the first time we sat down with her to have um, to have a discussion about her discipline. Mm-hmm. And she says, can you just spank me now? Yes. <laughs> I mean, yes. It's like, yeah. Anyway. Right. So so basically there 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 is no Santa Claus. But I do want to tell you that there are a lot of people who celebrate um this this time of year with the giving of gifts and they have this story of a man who who dresses up in a mm-hmm. in a big jolly looking red suit and he works at the north pole and has lots of little people helping him out you know slave labor going on there uh, <laughs> just kidding just kidding i don't i didn't actually say, <laughs> didn't that. say that but uh, we sat down and we told her the story of saint nicholas that's what i was getting at i we, know and and i said i was telling you and and, and i was hoping I was hoping that it would prompt her to ask me the question. So where, why do people celebrate that? And mm-hmm. it did. It did. It did. It so did. basically, I tried to, I tried to lead her into the question of why do people believe there's a Santa Claus? And so it gave me the opportunity to go and pull out. I think it's actually even in the uh, Bill Bennett's Book of Virtues book or whatever. I think it is. Yeah. And uh, it, and of course, you if you can just do. Um, uh, type in origin of Santa Claus and or Saint Nicholas on Google. I'm, I'm certain you'll find the story. But basically, we told her about the story of this guy named Nicholas who who um, basically. Well, like, do you remember the story now? Not completely. Okay, but it, it's probably time to share it again because McKenna is now of the age where right. she's asking the questions and right. But there was there was the there was a man who who had some daughters and. Uh, he did not have money for a dowry, and basically right. Nicholas, for his daughter. Nicholas, and Nicholas had gave it and exactly left a, a bar of gold on mm-hmm. the windowsill or something like that, and and so basically didn't he end up doing it for both of the the man's daughters? I believe so. I believe so. And so, uh, in essence, the thing is, is that um, you know we we explained the whole story about how um, that story became known, and they started to consider him a saint and he was called Saint Nicholas and then we talked about and and this is what's really cool we have some uh, a gift that came from I think it was Winnie from Belgium mm-hmm. sent us a gift of some cookies and and uh it actually says they're since the class Yes. Cookies. Yes. And um I explained that where you know how it went from Saint Nicholas to Santa Claus is uh, because of some advertising that was done in a newspaper mm-hmm. and they had this big gigantic ad and um, anyway in in Dutch uh, or in, in Belgium in that area in the Netherlands uh, they would call St. Nicholas since the class and so um, anyway we, we went through that whole process and then we talked about how different you know different companies picked up the advertising campaign of this time of the season and the gift of giving and and stuff like that and how it came about and a lot of children believe this and so basically that's how we pretty much uh talked about you know who santa claus is so in essence we say no there's not a guy that's going to come down our chimney because number one we don't have one (laughs) right and um um just recently, they watched Merry Christmas, Jake and Dr- Jake Drake and Josh on um, on Nickelodeon, uh-huh. and so they are now convinced that <laughs> that a man who weighs three hundred pounds has no business putting his booty in a chimney. <laughs> <laughs> 
no doubt. <laughs> and uh, that's a that's a quote from the that's a quote from the movie, and they walk around saying it all the time now. Right, right. So, so anyway, so that's the approach we took. That's the approach we mm-hmm. took. Now, Stephanie, is there any uh, ramifications of of telling this story to our children in our house? No, right. We we haven't. Um, as we also shared the story with them. That, you know, we also told them that it's, it's okay if they want to believe in Santa Claus that they can, you know, that, that there's nothing wrong with, there's nothing wrong with, you know, holding on to, you know, Cinderella isn't real, but we love Cinderella. And so just making it very real to them and in a way that they can understand. And um, just like we do. When we told them about sex, we told them that, you know, other people, other kids in their school are going to believe in Santa Claus and that, that, you know, Santa Claus is going to leave presents at their house on Christmas morning. But those presents are really from their mommy and daddy. And, you know, um, we went through the whole the whole discussion of how if you have questions, you bring them to us. Um, We are going to respect others around us and and not go and tell you know, tell people that there isn't a Santa Claus, you know, they have, they have cousins who, you know, do the Santa Claus thing. And that just because this is what we do and what we believe that, um, that, that doesn't give us the right to, to tell everyone, you know, right. To ruin it for everyone else. In fact, Beth in the chat room says, so your kids are the ones telling my kids that Santa isn't real. No, they are not. My kids are not those kids. My kids kids are not those kids. And and we've actually, we've taught our children that. And that that if people in the grocery store ask you, so what do you want, you know, what do you want Santa to bring? My kids will tell them things, you know, they don't, they're not like, oh, we don't believe in Santa Claus or You know, my mom says there isn't any Santa Claus. Our kids aren't like that. They're they when when they we told them that. the story. When we told, and I will say, I will actually say it this way. And and again, I don't say this in a condemning way. But when we told our kids the truth, we taught them the truth and respect of others who who have chosen to um, to believe. And and what and what we do, what we have told our children is. Uh, you know, because obviously Megan's now at the age and, and Matt as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, both of them are at the age. So basically their mommy and daddies are lying to them. And and I, I tell I, I tell the, my children, it's like it's not necessarily that they're lying, although I can see exactly where you're coming from in thinking that. And it's exactly the reason why I personally chose to never tell you that Santa Claus was real. But but they just they've decided to create something that is fun and is a fantasy uh, and and is make believe. That's the word that I was looking for. It, so before. basically, their parents are creating mm-hmm. a make believe mm-hmm. story to make things more fun. Mm-hmm. And 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 I said, but in a way, it's not necessarily the truth. And so that's why we didn't tell you that there was a Santa Claus. And, um, now as far as, you know, so we, we do really try to tell our children to be respectful. Now it has come out on occasion that our kids will slip and, and let it, you know, let it out, uh, especially if they're agged on by other peers right? and that she'll, they'll, uh, you know, specifically Megan will lash on. So I'll tell you what, Santa Claus isn't real anyway. Leave me alone. (laughs) (laughs) She told, um, Cliff's parents tend to go on what I believe is overboard for Christmas on our children. And, um, 
so just this just this this fall we had a fire in the backyard and we had some friends over and so we and this had come up we were we were talking about this and megan looks at her and very seriously and she said although her look was serious she was joking yes okay yes. so yeah i feel bad for people that don't actually know megan because i think a lot of times we can shine some disjustice on her <laughs> but uh so she looks at her and she goes no we don't believe in santa claus we believe in mamma and papa right <laughs> because that is where they normally you know mammals like make a list here's the price range and you know in that price range they can get normally anything that they want right and uh so so let's talk about some of the reasons now you okay. say you have a little bit of a different reason why you you play along with the the fact of just letting it laying it out on the line for me uh, i have my reasons which i'll talk a little bit i mm-hmm. mean lying not lying to our children was one of the was main of motivators your, right. and i think both of us agree with that i do i do agree with that yeah okay but i still have some further reasons why i even that even emphasize this idea to me but i'd like to are are there some additional thoughts on your end just um on my end it's just i have i have a lot of siblings and i'm i'm the oldest and so you know there came a time when i stopped believing in santa claus but we had to pretend for my little brother and um you know then brad got to the point where he didn't believe and then we had to pretend for april and um and then wouldn't you know, when I was 17, April was 10, finally stopped believing in Santa Claus. I thought this whole thing could be put behind us. <laughs> My mom had another baby and we had to continue to believe again. And so I was just, I, I never bought into the whole thing. And so I was just tired of it. And I didn't want, I didn't want to recreate all that drama w- when it came time for Christmas with my kids. Gotcha. Does that Absolutely. Yeah, so, absolutely. So the, you didn't want to put them just, through the drama yeah. of even asking your children to to basically be accomplices yes. in your... Yes, I was tired of being my mom's accomplice, you know? <laughs> the, the year that... <clears throat> The year that I remember, um, we were still pretending for April. She was probably four or five... Well, hold on, let me see. She was younger than that. She She was like three or four. Um, and I'm eight years older than April. So, you know, I was around 12 or 13 and, um, and I remember, you know, we're sitting, we're sitting around the tree on Christmas morning and we're opening our presents and I, I have one, um, marked from Santa Claus and April hands it to me and she goes, here, Steffi, open your jean skirt. <laughs> I'm like, okay, if the kid's not going to catch on that she knows it's a jean skirt, so mom bought it, she saw mom wrap it, but it's marked from Santa, yeah. you know, yeah. that was, I was just, by the time I had kids, I was just tired of the whole thing. So basically, Stephanie was just tired of the drama of, of the, the Santa Claus thing. Mm-hmm. Now, for me, I had some other reasons, and, and this one's just probably blown way out of proportion, and a lot of people don't agree with me. You blow things out of proportion? Never. Yeah, I know. Never. But, but for me, obviously, um, Stephanie and I are both Christian, obviously. We, we've shared our faith multiple times, and we even have some shows that we produce that are, are very faith-based shows. Uh, but for me, one of the things that I really want my kids to understand is that I have a belief in God. And when I'm talking about God, I'm talking about our Heavenly Father, who is someone that I believe in strongly, who I do believe uh, is looking down upon us. 
uh, and and who is very concerned whether or not we're good or bad and the actions that we do or don't do. Um, I, I, you know, the fact is, is that I, I believe that we can talk to this unseen person and, and that he really cares for us. I believe that he does give great gifts and I believe that, the, that he sent the greatest gift in the world, uh, is, which is what our main reason for celebrating Christmas for, for us personally, which is the gift of Jesus Christ to this world. And, and so when it comes down to explaining a story to my children, and and when my daughter is asking me about Santa Claus, I tell her the truth about that. But at the same time, I also tell her the truth about God and about Jesus and him coming into the world and what that's all about. And in my mind, you know, integrity, you know, and having the kid, you know, having the 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 trust of my children is very important to me because I don't want them to think that dad's lying about some things, but he doesn't lie about other things. Right. And, and what do we know what dad's really lying about? Exactly. And and I never wanted to have that question in my mind, in, in my children's mind. So one of the things that I wanted to, to make certain of is that if dad tells us something, then he believes it's true. Whether or not, you know, dad's out of his mind or whatever. The, the thing is, is one thing we can be certain of is that if dad tells us something, He's not pulling anything over our eyes. He's, right. he's 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 not he's not trying to deceive us or to make us believe something just because he wants us to believe it. It's because he believes it. He believes it to be true, and that's what Dad always tells us. I want that to be a a consistent theme in their thinking of through the things that I tell them. Right. And so for me, not telling them because because there's a lot of similarity if you think about it in the story between who God is and who Santa is. There's right. a, there's a level of faith that you're asking your children that okay and and now I'm sounding like I'm I'm preaching to people because I don't want to be doing <laughs> there is a level of if I were to tell my children about Santa Claus I'm asking them to put a level of faith in this person right. that they don't see that he does exist and one day they're going to come to the understanding and the reality uh, realization that he doesn't exist, that Santa Claus has been a make-believe story. Now, the thing is, is I grew up with parents who told me who, that there really was a Santa Claus. And I waited up all night and I never saw the guy, you know. And so I remember just, it's like, and, and did this totally ruin my faith later as, a, you know, right. as I grew up? Absolutely not. And so I'm not saying that this is based on any concern of people who have been totally, you know, in and able to trust their parents and trust God and the existence of God as a result of being told about Santa. So I'm not, I'm not correlating that, but, but really what I want to point out is that for me, it was important that I have a reputation for always telling what I believe to be the absolute truth. Absolutely. Does that make sense? It, it it makes perfect sense to me and I'm right there with you. It just helped my, it, it, it helped your case that I was finished with Santa Claus. Right. You, right. So and and now we have come together and and have chosen this route for our family. Right. So whether very, it's the right or wrong route is you know to be determined. Well, you know, but it, it is the one that we feel that is best. And we set up the disclaimer in in in, yes, in the front saying that if you mm-hmm. believe differently and you t- teach your children about about that, Santa Claus, right. we don't believe that you're doing anything wrong no. or anything like that. It's just we basically 
give this is the what we give and so chef mark says so what about mckenna and, and mckenna <laughs> she does whatever the older two do yeah she doesn't care we're gonna, we we will we will sit down with mckenna the same way yeah and professor allen pretty much said the same thing we were just talking about we didn't want to con- he says we didn't want to confuse our daughter when we started talking to her about our christian faith didn't want to have the history of asking her to believe something we didn't believe in quote-unquote santa when we were telling her about the the something that we did believe in God. Right. And and that's exactly the reason why we never or why I never right. did that. And and, it, and I'm I, I am in complete agreement with you. And in that in the same way, I mean and we can even take it away from you know, the go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. I it, it it's the same thing. Is I want my kids to understand that, you know, listen, premarital sex I don't want you to be involved in because you know that I, I believe that it's that's a special thing that should be held between you know one your husband and wife and I believe that this is the way that that is the best and there are there are risks associated with you know having you know a promiscuous lifestyle uh you know and sexually transis, uh transmitted diseases and and stuff like that I want them to when they hear dad say that it's like you know what dad believes this right. and I I want to take stock in it and and of course we haven't had to have all those conversations just yet but I I whenever my kids say I don't know dad it's like when was the last time you've ever caught your dad lying to you right it has never happened and in my opinion and if I have anything to do with it it never will exactly and and that's that's pretty much what it and came down all, to all I was going to say was that you know um Yes, that's what we believe in our house, and yes, that's what we teach our our, our kids. And but that doesn't mean you know to um, to make Mamma happy. We go to the mall and sit on Santa's lap. Yeah, they you do. Know, we they, have plenty of pictures there with them on. And, and they, they don't like it. They're screaming. They're terrified. That, that's but not that true. Has nothing to. Yeah, it is. Would you like me to show you all the pictures? (laughs) They've never, they've never been happy about it. But that has nothing to do with our teaching them that. Um, You know, Megan's been terrified since Mamaw took her when she was one month old to to sit on Santa's lap. Right. Right. But uh, and 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 here's the deal: is 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 we still celebrate Christmas now? uh, You know, there there is a lot of controversy that comes around Christmas and the reason for the season and Christ and Christmas and and stuff like that. And I want to just say that I'm completely I I completely understand the fact that that Christmas is not the actual time of year when Jesus was born. Right. He was actually born in spring. Yeah. So we, we completely understand that. And I understand that some of the some of the rituals of Christmas, even that Stephanie and I participate in, mm-hmm. such as bringing that big old tree up out every year, and, but it's and beautiful. it is pre- beautiful. Mm-hmm. And we have we have placed some symbolism on it, different than what it was originally borrowed from, which were mm-hmm. some some very uh, non Christian uh, practices a long time ago. We recognize that that the that this holiday, the, you know, was started in other ways, and and we've adopted that. Right. So, but so we understand all of those different things but the 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 fact is is that what why do we celebrate and what is this tradition for us and so we still very much do enjoy christmas we enjoy the holiday uh we enjoy the music we enjoy the lights we enjoy the christmas tree we enjoy the time with family we enjoy the you enjoy the christmas tree now that i have a pre-lit tree this is true you to string lights (laughs) yeah (laughs) I, that, that's one of my favorite Christmas songs. That one, uh, the Twelve Days of Christmas, where streaming lights, he's stringing yeah. up those lights. Yeah, that, that. 
Anyway. <laughs> but uh but yeah, we here in the Ravenscraft household, Santa doesn't come, but uh we we are not opposed to talking about Santa. In fact, Stephanie, I put a link in the chat room and I'll put it in here again. Uh, I, I figure we have enough time right now if we can just read through the story real quick, if you'll okay. click on that link. Uh, because I think, it, you know what, I believe there are probably a lot of people who are listening to this podcast who have never heard of the story of St. Nicholas. And okay. so if you don't mind, I'd like to take turns reading paragraphs of this story. So okay. um, do you go, why don't you start off the first paragraph? All right. Who is St. Nicholas? The true story of Santa Claus begins with Nicholas, who was born born during the 3rd century in the village of... Patara. Patara. That's what I was going to guess. All right. Um, at the time, the area was Greek and is now on the southern coast of Turkey. His wealthy parents, who raised him to be a devout Christian, died in an epidemic while Nicholas was still young. Obeying Jesus' words to sell what you own and give the money to the poor, um, Nicholas used his whole inheritance to assist the needy, the sick, and the suffering. Uh, He dedicated his life to serving God and was made Bishop of Myra while still a young man. Bishop Nicholas became known throughout the land for his generosity to those in need, his love for children, and his concern for sailors and ships. Under the Roman Empire, uh, uh, Diocletian, okay, Diocletian, uh, who ruthlessly persecuted Christians, Bishop Nicholas suffered for his faith. He was exiled and imprisoned. The prisons were so full of bishops, priests, and deacons, there was no room for the real criminals, murderers, thieves, and robbers. After his release, Nicholas Nicholas attended the Council of Nicaea, at A.D. 325, he died December 6, A.D. 343, in Myra and was burnt, was buried in his cathedral church where a unique relic called manna was formed uh, in his grave. This liquid substance, said to have healing powers, frosted, no, fostered the growth of a devotion to Nicholas. The anniversary of his death became the day of celebration, St. Nicholas Day. Stephanie. Okay. Um, through the centuries, many stories and legends have been told of St. Nicholas's life and deeds. These accounts help us understand his extraordinary character and why he is so beloved and revered as protector and helper of those in need. Okay. Once, oh, I was going to go ahead. Okay. Okay. Um, one story tells of a poor man with three daughters. In those days, a young woman's father had to offer perspective. perspective uh, okay, I'm sorry. Um, had to offer prospective husbands something of value, a, a dowry. Um, the larger the dowry, the better the chance that a young w- woman would find a good husband. It's kind of like eBay, you know, for finding your wife. But <laughs> <laughs> Without a dowry, a woman was unlikely to marry. This poor man's daughters without dowries were therefore destined to be sold into slavery. Mysteriously, on three different occasions, a bag of gold appeared in their home, providing the needed dowries. The bags of gold, tossed through an open window, are said to have landed in stockings or shoes left before the fire to dry. This led to the custom of children hanging stockings or putting out shoes, eagerly awaiting gifts from St. Nicholas. Sometimes the story is told with um, gold balls instead of bags of gold. That is why three gold balls, some okay, sometimes represented as oranges, 
are one of the symbols for St. Nicholas. And so St. Nicholas is a gift giver. One of the oldest stories showing St. Nicholas as a protector of children takes place long after his death. The townspeople of Myra were celebrating the good saint on the eve of his feast day when a band of Arab pirates from Crete came to the district. They stole the treasures from the church of St. Nicholas to take away as booty. As they were... <laughs> My kids would laugh at that. And that's no, why I, was, I was just I was giggling too. Sorry. As they were leaving town, they, shot, they snatched a young boy, uh, Basilius, to uh, make into a slave. The emir, or ruler, selected Basilius to be his personal uh, cupbearer. Not knowing the language, Basilius would not understand what the king said uh, to those around him. So for the next year, Basilius waited on the king, bringing his wine and a beautiful golden cup. For Basilius's parents, des- uh, devastated at the loss of their only child, the year passed slowly, filled with grief. As the next St. Nicholas feast day approached, Basilius' mother would not join in the festivity as it was now the day of the tragedy. However, she was persuaded to have a simple observance at home with quiet prayers for Basilius' safekeeping. Meanwhile, as Basilius was filling his tasks uh, serving the emir, he was suddenly whisked away, up and away. St. Nicholas appeared to the terrified boy, blessed him, sent him down at his home back in Mira. Imagine the joy and wonderment when Basilius amazingly appeared before his parents, still holding the king's cup. This is the first story told of Nicholas's protecting children, which became his primary rule in the West. Okay. Another story tells of three theological students traveling on their way to study in Athens. A wicked innkeeper robbed and murdered them, hiding their remains in a large pickling tub. It so happened that Bishop Nicholas, traveling along the same route, stopped at this very inn. In the night, he dreamed of the crime, got up, and summoned the innkeeper. As Nicholas prayed earnestly to God, the three boys were restored to life and wholeness. In France, the story is told of three small children wandering in their play until lost, lured, and captured by an evil butcher. Still, Nicholas appears and appears and appeals um, to God to return them to life and to their families. And so St. Nicholas is the patron and protector of children. Right. Several stories tell of Nicholas and the sea. When he was young, Nicholas, Nicholas sought the holy by making a pilgrimage to the Holy Land. There, as he walked where Jesus walked, he sought to more deeply experience Jesus' life, passion, and resurrection. Uh, Returning by sea, a mighty storm threatened to wreck the ship. Nicholas calmly prayed. The terrified sailors were amazed when the winds and waves suddenly calmed, um, sparing them all. And so St. Nicholas is the patron of sailors and voyagers. All right. And of course, we'll go ahead and just wrap up there. But anyway, what we want to say is that there is a lot of information out there and in, in Google land, if you will, uh, it was something that wasn't available. I don't believe, uh, as openly and as widely as, as it was years ago. Uh, so basically you can easily do story of St. Nicholas and find all of these things that kind of give you the understanding and um in fact one of the things that this site that we're looking at now does not do is it it does not um explain how 
St. Nicholas turned into Santa Claus. But if you look out there, you will find it. And I would encourage you, uh, you know, to, to find out the reason why we celebrate Santa Claus or why some people celebrate Santa Claus and to know that story and to tell that story to your children um, and, and stuff like that. So that's pretty much all I had to say about it. Okay. All right. Very cool. So anyway, um, that's the Christmas at, at the Ravenscrafts. The the okay. other thing is, is is Christmas for us used to be just full of craziness and just really worried about all the different places we had to go, the people we had to make happy, uh, the all the tons of gifts that we had to buy because we have big families and and lots of them. Because and so why where we always had a desire to stay at home be just the five of us not make it all about be all about people and or not people but um presents and um and really buying for people that we didn't know because we would get in these gift exchange gift exchanges with these large families and really there was no way to know who you're buying for and um and so where we we wanted to be we've always wanted Christmas to be for us what it's going to be this year or what it seems like it is it is turning into this year but it has always been falling into what everyone else is trying to make it be right right so and and I just want to for those who might not who may misunderstand Stephanie we're talking about Christmas day yes you know Christmas time is still very much for us a time to oh, yeah. enjoy family and to celebrate with them and stuff like that as no, well No Christmas day has now the past Will this be our third or our fourth year? It'll be like our fourth year uh, where Christmas Day is just it's us. It's just the five of us. And and so basically Christmas Eve is like with my family. Some dur- time during the week is Christmas with your mom. Some uh, the either It used to be the day after Christmas was with my real dad. And we would spend uh, Christmas with your dad. Uh, on New Year's. On New Always. Year's. And so... Um, you know, we, we very much do, uh, enjoy family and we think that this is a wonderful time to get together with family as well, but I'd love to talk about what we do as a tradition in our family for Christmas day. Okay. So you want to share that? On Christmas day? Mm -hmm. Um, well, we'll wake up and, um, last year we opened presents first, but I think this year I'd like to read, um, read the Christmas story out of the Bible, read the birth out of, out of, um, scripture. And um, and then go into opening our presents, and so and I'd, I'd just like to change it up. I think that all three of our kids are old enough to to learn that delayed gratification, mm-hmm. and um, and so so that's a little different. So basically, so we we we're going to start with we're going to it's always come secondary right. to the presents. Um, when the kids were that's because they smaller. wake up before I that's do. That's because they wake up before we do. <laughs> Not that they open them before we come out, right. but but they do wake up before us. And so, um, so this year, what Christmas Day will look like this year is we'll wake up and we will um, we will read from the scripture the the birth of Christ, and we will have some prayer time as a family. Um, I wouldn't mind having breakfast before we open presents. Oh, that's pushing it. That that's kind of yeah. I know. I'm saying that I wouldn't mind that. Okay. You know, maybe as maybe when McKenna is eight, you mm-hmm. know, we could actually make something like that work. But um, or seven, I mean, because we don't have an eight year old right now. Right. <laughs> um. So anyway, um, do do the prayer time and then open presents and then we'll have breakfast. Mm-hmm. 
have some just lounging around time, you know, checking out their stuff. And then, and then we go see and a then we'll get dressed and we'll go see a movie. And um, this year our movie has always been um, or this year our movie has already been chosen. And we're going to go see Bedtime Stories with Adam Sandler, which I believe opens Christmas Day. It does. And um, so a lot of people have we're this all tradition. five. We're all five. um Looking forward to seeing that movie now. Yes, we are. And then after our movie, we will, um, on our way home, we'll stop and get some Chinese and mm-hmm. uh, and we'll have Chinese for dinner. And then we'll just hang out at home the rest of the night. Yep. And just have fun. And, and the kids will be able to play with a lot of the mm-hmm. gifts and, and, and stuff get, that they have received. And um, Christmas, Christmas Eve is Christmas with your parents. So when we get home, they'll have, I mean, they'll have pretty much their whole Christmas will be finished already, you know. Yep. Yep. So uh, that's pretty much. The, so that's the, our Christmas day. That That's what our Christmas days. That is what Christmas is like in our home. All right. So um, we just want to just take just a second here to thank our sponsor for Family from the Heart. Mm-hmm. And the sponsor, of course, is Mardell.com. Yep. That's M-A-R-D-E-L.com. Uh, also, I can, in combination, if anybody's interested, uh, announce the launch of a brand new podcast. Yeah which is called The Community Voice. And if you go to gspn.tv under the Family Podcasts, you'll see Community Voice is the very first one listed there. Episode number one is an interview I did with a man named Daryl Darnell, who happens to be a member of the gspn.tv community and Plus member. And he actually, in that interview, explains how... Uh, we came across having our sponsor okay. of Mardell.com. Very cool. And so if you're interested in hearing about how the, that sponsorship came about and 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 his his involvement in that, mm-hmm. it's a very interesting story as well as just getting to know Daryl a little bit more personally. And uh, that's a new podcast that we started. It's uh, episode number one is Daryl Darnell. Episode number two is Michaela Walsh from Australia. Mm-hmm. I strongly encourage you to check out those. But we want to say thank you to, to Mardell.com, M-A-R-D-E-L.com. And, um, of course, you know, it's it was pretty late in the season now. Uh, but if you're still looking for gifts to give to, to folks, um, I really want to encourage you to consider uh, uh, buying a gift from Mardell. Uh, they have some, if you just go to their uh, website, you'll see that they have some great products to choose from and it's not just books it's it's there's other great wonderful gifts there and of course you get 10 percent off if you use promo code gspn in the shopping cart that's right in the shopping cart not at checkout but in the shopping cart enter the four letters gspn you'll get 10 percent off and they'll say thank you gspn listener that's awesome <laughs> it's awesome so anyway thank that's you mardell um now stephanie we have some feedback regarding um Oh, well, before we do the feedback, uh, one other big announcement is that we are celebrating two things in December uh, outside of just the the Christmas. Right. Do you know what those do you want to? Well, I know, you know, but do you want to tell people what the two things we're celebrating are? Well, one of them yesterday was our was it yesterday? Yesterday. Yeah, yesterday was our three year anniversary in, in, in podcasting. We started. Our lost podcast on December 16th, 2005. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing. Yes. What else? What else? Uh, first year. Oh yeah. Our <laughs> well, that doesn't come until you know for a couple of weeks. But our first year in in podcasting as a career, mm-hmm. which I this has been an absolutely remarkable year. It has been amazing. We have grown so much through this experience. It has radically changed our lives, and to say that 
is quite the understatement. Uh, but it has it has challenged our marriage. Mm-hmm. And I think it has benefited it greatly in many ways. It has pre- it's presented new challenges, though, yeah, <laughs> uh, and and distractions. But at the same time, um, I've heard a lot of stories about people who have started businesses in the past and it did not go so well, right? Uh, especially those first that first year or two or three. Uh, so, so um, it, what's been amazing is that we are just blessed to have had this community around mm-hmm. us. And we're so thankful. And so one of the things that we recognize is that our community, um, it, with all the live shows that we do, we do right now, for example, not everybody, there are a lot of people who are, listen to us that can't come to a live show between 11 and 12, day, 11, right. 30 and 12 during the day because they're working. And there are people who, you know, when we do our night shows and stuff like that live, they can't come to our shows because they're sleeping. It's in the middle of the night in the UK and <laughs> Germany and, right. and France and, and stuff like that. So what we wanted to do is we wanted to do something where people could at any point during the day celebrate us, celebrate with us on one day. And so on December 31st, we are the entire day starting at 12.01 a.m. right when it turns the 21st. We are going to do a 24-hour podcast marathon. So we the will 31st. be... 31st. Yes. I thought you said the 21st. I'm sorry, the 31st. 24-hour podcast ma- marathon. Right. Which means basically we are streaming live all 24 hours. For 24 hours. Exactly. And we will record a minimum of 24 podcast episodes. So, and, and probably quite a few more because some of them... You did be, say 21st because Professor Allen says 30, 31st makes more sense, okay? Yeah. All right. Gotcha. So anyway... um. We are we are going to be recording a lot of podcast content, yes. and those aren't going to be released all in that first week. For example, uh, one of my goals, and if you happen to be a gspn.tv plus member, uh, I would love to set up an interview with you during one of those 24 hours um, for, to record a 30-minute episode of the Community Voice. And so if you're a plus member and you're listening to this, Please email me as quickly as possible. For those of you, for anybody, actually, you can go to gspn.tv slash live. Mm-hmm. And at, if you scroll below the chat window, it says 24-hour um, podcast marathon schedule. And so you can see what's already been signed up for. And as quickly as you can get uh, to me and let me know that you'll be available to record an episode with me, that will be awesome. Because I want to have company through the entire 24 hours and we want to make it productive and and produce as much content as possible so that's one of the things that we wanted to announce and uh, we're very excited about it now stephanie in my show notes i do have some updates you know we talked about our finances yes we did two weeks ago we did and uh so how's that job search going it's been put on hold (laughs) (laughs) thankfully um no it's it's apparently it's still coming but um but it has been put on hold i was um initially going to look for something look this for month, something though. this month to start on january 5th mm-hmm. and then you've been invited to ces that's right which i have no idea what that means <laughs> it's consumer electronics show the biggest okay. electronic okay. show well, in the I world i knew that it was the biggest electronic but i didn't know what ces gotcha st- i didn't know what the Acronyms acronyms stood for. Um, so you've been invited to to CES, and I believe that those are the dates of January seventh through the eleventh. Okay, 
and um and then our lost premiere party is on the 21st and we have some friends coming in town and i really want to be free to spend that time as much of that time with them as i can like i'm already i'm telling you i'm already telling the teachers at school that i can't volunteer on that thursday and really cutting out as many responsibilities as i have for those days and uh, allison says steph has plans steph has plans (laughs) although steph doesn't know what those plans are she's making her time available and um and uh, so don't forget about the full-time mom on friday allison that that still has to stay scheduled as is so anyway um uh, and Andrea joins in the evil laugh. I, they have a, they have a whole plan going on, Allison and Andrea, and I'm really looking forward to it. And so anyway, um, so there's the seventh through the eleventh with the CES. The kids don't go back to school until January fifth, and then there is there is the weekend with my friends. You know, the twenty first through the twenty fourth, and um, so I couldn't very well go and apply for a job and say, okay, I can start on the fifth. But I need the 7th through the 11th off. And, oh, by the way, I need the 21st through the 24th off as well. Exactly. You know, who's going to hire me? Hello, <laughs> nobody. And, by the way, uh, to add to my resume, I haven't worked outside of the home in since... In eight years. In eight years. Yeah. And, so, it's was... Yeah. Not looking too we, well. For we me, want to make so. sure that if Stephanie goes, she looks like an appealing employee. Exactly, so, and 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 that's not necessarily the way to go into it. <laughs> so so anyway, um, we're the other thing that we're doing is we're we're praying that it's possible that we may not even have to look at that. Uh, and and I'm working on some additional right. things here to focus a lot more time and attention. But if those on things consulting. don't, but if those if those things don't pan out or if they fall through, then um then it is a go, and I will um in mid-January start looking for a job to start in early February. Right. In the beginning of February. And we will work through it as a family one way or the other. And so... Uh, sometimes you just got to do what you got to do and uh, I'm I'm very thankful. I talked about that in Stephanie Unplugged. Yeah. Thank, we're very thankful for for the just one that got giving cut us off. the one yes, the one that got cut off. <laughs> so you really don't hear me talk about it at all until the one that the one that finishes the one that got caught off. Yes. I don't know that title of that one yet. Yeah, I think I think finishing the one that got caught off. I think is what it's called. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Is that what you titled it? I haven't titled it yet. Oh. It's still sitting right here. But I sent you an email that yes. said to title it "Finishing the One That Got Cut Off." Yes. Okay. So just making sure you yep. can title it whatever you want to. <laughs> no, that sounds like a great title. <laughs> All right. All right. So anyway, that that's the update there. Now we did get some feedback in the forum, which of okay. course we really want to encourage people to check out the forum, gspn.tv slash forum. Uh, it's where you can interact with us and tons of other people in our community. It's absolutely awesome. The amount of interaction that's going there regarding this show and many of other shows. Uh, basically regarding the finances episode, Wayne posted our great friend, Wayne Henderson said, thank you, Cliff and Stephanie for putting out this episode of family from the heart. It's good to hear you both have so much, have, uh, so much success using Dave Ramsey's very wise plan. Dave's stand on debt is right on in my opinion. Uh, my wife and I just started reading slash listening to his books and podcasts. Although we are just in the baby steps phase, we haven't used a credit card for three months now. We have also been slowly but surely working on our debt snowball. That is awesome. He says, it will be a while, but someday my wife and I will be able to do the Dave Ramsey celebration yell of, we are debt free. 
which is awesome. Jeff Gentry wrote in our forum, and he happens to be X-Force 11 and also our site administrator for gspn.tv, um, or for the forum anyway. Uh, Dave Rocks and I was greatly encouraged by your My Crazy Life episode. Uh, he is now living, Jeff says he's living on a budget, he's uh, working on debt, and he has al- already purchased a mattress and box springs, gone on two vacations, and bought a MacBook, all of which he paid cash. That is awesome. And then uh, Kylie Max said in the forum, she says, I was so excited to see the title of this episode. I, too, am a Dave Ramsey listener and love the free hour of his show that is available on iTunes. We don't get Dave Ramsey on the French radio station for some reason, although I do suppose I could stream him live if I could find a station that did. Now I'm going to go listen to the Living Debt Free episode that you mentioned. As always, Cliff and Stephanie, thanks for sharing with us. And so thank you guys for leaving us feedback in the forum. And Stephanie, if somebody wanted to leave feedback for this Family from the Heart show, there are a couple ways they could do that. How is there that going to happen? Are. Okay, you can uh, you can email in your feedback at feedback at gspn.tv. Um, I, I love to read emails. I'm not very good at responding to them. Um, and Cliff feels the need to respond to every and all emails. So, but you can send your emails to feedback at gspn.tv. You can call in and leave us a voice message because I love to hear other people's voices, especially since they get to hear so much of mine. Right. And uh, you can do that at 859-795-4067. And um, last but not least, you can go to the forum and um, in the... Certainly not least. In fact, we encourage you to go I, there. I said not least. I know you did. So, I was just emphasizing. <laughs> okay. There, um, in the forum, there is a general programming section uh-huh. and Family from the Heart has a section in there. You can start a thread, ask a question, post on a thread that's already there. Yep. So much to do over there. Talk about your favorite TV shows. You yep. can talk about technology. You can well, ask questions. I was just questions. leaving it referring to this show. And yeah, Oh, yeah. And but, this show, too. Yes, absolutely. But there's tons of other things you can do over there as well. Right. Well, everybody, thank you for listening. And we we really do hope that uh, if you celebrate Christmas, that you have a very Merry Christmas. Absolutely. If you don't celebrate Christmas, we pray that if oh, you celebrate any holiday. There will be no episode of Family from the Heart next week. This is correct. We will be taking the week off. <laughs> we won't be here. <laughs> <laughs> but may God richly bless you all. Talk to you soon. Until next time, join the, join community. the community.